Hello and welcome to There Be Dragons for episode 15. I am your Dungeon Master Matthew. Let's go around the table, introduce the players and the people that they play. To my right is... Hi, hello, I'm Abella, uh, otherwise known as Angela in normal everyday life. Hi, I'm Karen and I'll be playing your friendly neighbourhood dragonborn, Rylan Westfall. Uh, I'm Josh Walker and I'm going to be playing Scan Felspar. Tristan Douse playing... Charlie Roughhouse. And Tom Moore, Nezor Valgoulis. So, last session was a little intense for some. <coughs> and <laughs> I think getting chased by a bird is intense for anyone, let alone a 12-foot bird. Yeah. To set the scene for you, you just dealt with a very large bird, which you successfully scared off or made at least decide, go, this is not worth this at this moment. I need to go away from here. The sun is setting. Uh, you probably have about five, ten minutes left of daylight. Uh, it is getting a little cold where we are, and a small mist is creeping through the tangled but very, very large thorns that are separating the path from the rest of the world. Mist. Mist. There's also mist rising from Rylan's nostrils, because <laughs> in case anyone managed to forget, she's really angry. It's probably steam, more like... No, no, it's no. cold. I get oh, cold yeah. when I'm angry. Yeah. I, I summon my, my dragon, like, my baby dragon, off the bird. As the bird retreats into the distance, you do see an object fall away <laughs> and land. He sort of glides down and lands safely amongst the thorns, but he is quite some distance to the northwest. Everyone roll me a perception check, please. <laughs> 17. 15. Three. 26. Okay. For those of you who rolled above 15, the mist is seeping from the vines. No higher than, say, your shins. Charlie, after being pummeled um, and driven to the ground by Ryland, you're in an optimal position to notice that with the retreating of this sunlight, the vines that are holding the thorns that have been weeping this acid, just slightly coiling. I mean, just to clarify, I wasn't still on the ground. No, no, but you were on the ground. Yeah, okay, cool. How far away is Rush? Can I, like, send to him, stay out of the mist? Using your your bond? Yeah. Um, you get... Because it's an emotional bond, isn't it, between you? don't actually have speak to animals. It's not speak to animals. It's no. more of a sort of a mist and then the implication, uh, like an image of the mist and then the, uh, the implication that this thing is bad. Sure. He sends back to you not a panic but like an apprehension mm-hmm. feeling, like he's landed himself in a sticky situation. Right. But he's still in communion with you. Right. I want to control flames and burn myself a path to him. Okay. Sure. Um, th- this would be a sort of an act of desperation. Like I am very concerned about him. Sure. It's not not a sp- specifically a deliberate thing. It's sort of like must get to dragon flames. Yeah. Okay. Um, so mm. what does what does control flames later do? Do you ignite a flame, or do you uh, just control one that's been made? I, uh, I I can't create one. However, I do have firebolt, so I will firebolt one and then sure. control that. Sure. Sort of, I go up to, I go up reasonably close to it, probably sort of ten feet from it, and try. And firebolt comes out of my hand and hits the uh, hits the thorns, and then I control the flame into a wall of it and try and basically burn myself a direct path out. Okay. So, scan. You raise a hand, and a burst of flame shoots from it and hits the nearest clump of vines, uh, causing it to burst into flames and hiss with the discharge of this stinking acid. So, yeah, you push this wall of flame uh, into the 
thorns and they burn without complaint. They ignite, in fact. Mm -hmm. And this acidic component that is apparently part of the sap is burning like like a fuel. Right. And sputtering, actually, almost like there's a pressure. I'm assuming you're going to keep pushing forward. It's going to take a bit of effort. There's just a lot of these thorns of yep. different sizes. While Skin's doing that, is anyone else doing anything? I'm concerned about the mist, but I'm getting my dragon. Deal with the mist situation, please. Well, I haven't got magic, so... Nezor, would you like to have a look at the mist, mate? Oh, yeah, I'm also slightly concerned that I hurt Charlie earlier and want to check up on him, but... Uh, it's probably fine. He's still walking, he's fine. so it's, it's not a... <laughs> Worry about the mist. Um, yeah, can I do an arcana check on the mist? Sure. Uh, Twelve. It's just a mist. Yeah, cool. While Nezor, I guess, yeah. crouches down and puts his hand through the mist and plays with it, trying to work out if it has any magical properties. No, um, Abella and Ryland and Charlie, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to spend a couple of my hit die while they're looking at stuff just to pick out some of the bird feather, like metal that <laughs> yeah, got yeah, yeah. thrown into me. Uh, it's just eight. Uh, screw it, I'm going to keep spending. Yeah, I'll do that. So just heal back 17 hit points. Sure. Absolutely. How, how are people feeling, by the way, after that fight? I'm, 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 I'm busy. Tired. Yeah. You, you, just, you just call us if you uh, need us. In response to that question, I'm just going to go keep an eye on Scan. Okay. That's cool. Instead of answering. Scan, as you step forward, your foot goes down about a half inch and it lands in water. Oh, Ooh. it fell. <laughs> a little bit. Roll me a deck save. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, it's not uh, good. It's ten. Uh, your boot is now stuck. As the water pulls around it and your boot starts to get sucked into the mud. So my boot or my foot? Your boot. Your okay. boot is in your foot, so by extension your, your foot. Your boot is in your foot, Scan. Sorry, your foot Can is in I your boot. Can I remove my foot from the boot? Yeah, absolutely. If you okay, want. I'm going to do that, step backwards, and then try and sort of ascertain where, my, where would be safe to stand, kneel down, and try and pull my boot out. Sure. I put um, it back on. It takes on. a bit of effort, but you manage to pull it free and stumble back a few steps. What did I fall into? Can I have a look? Yeah, it's just a muddy patch. Okay. Um, but it appears to be like this is almost like the lip of some kind of bog. Right. I keep burning. Yeah? But I burn further away. Like, I stay where I am and I continue to burn the line. How sure. far did I get? Uh, you got about 15 foot in. Oh, okay. It seems like these vines are coming from this, oh. this water. You sure, you sure you're... I found a bog. Come check it out, if you want. Um, I'm okay, but thanks. <laughs> no, it doesn't smell as bad as me. Thanks for the recommend. <laughs> I think I'll, um, give it a pass. All right. We don't even need to be talking this loudly. No, Fifteen is... feet is, like, across the room. <laughs> yeah, but... I might might nudge Ryland a little bit, even though I mostly know what's going on. I'll still, still nudge her a bit and be like, what's up? You know, if he wants to die, that's fine. I'm he just doesn't gonna, have to bring me down with him. I'm just going to look at Nezo and just do the, like the, no, nah, no, don't no. talk about it, like the... Hand gesture. Yeah. The, just, no, I, I'm just doing the, like, get out of here symbol, like, let's get out of here first and then... I do the thumbs up symbol, like, yeah, good idea. There's a bird's idea. nest. <laughs> well, to be fair, I can actually communicate with you, like, telepathically, but this seems easier. Yeah. While this is all happening, the sun has set now and you are dealing with the afterglow that uh -huh. peeks out over the horizon. Everyone, uh, roll me a perception check, please. 18. Oh, nat 20. Oh, okay, yeah. excellent. 
That's good. Started Fifteen. paying attention. Thirteen. Twenty-three. Okay. Abella, because you rolled the best, I'm going to say while you're standing idly next to Scan, and this becomes apparent to anyone who rolled over 20. These vines, these thorns, they were only slightly moving before as the sun started to drop. They are now slithering inside each other. It's a very slow, subtle movement. The area around you starts to sound like, like just that sort of brush-on-brush sound. Oh, God. How, how, how is it moving? Yes. How fast? One thorn could rotate in, say, ten seconds. The vines near Scan are not moving. Hey, guys. I don't want to alarm anyone, but uh, these vines are moving. Where Except- I am is warm, <laughs> and they are not moving here. Also still, um... Just a group recommendation. Can we go check out the bog? Sure. It's a pretty Moving cool bog. Yeah. What's Charlie doing throughout all this? Because the sun's going down. Charlie, after he pulled all the bits of metal out of himself, yep. pulled out a torch and lit it, stands there and waits for everyone to do what they need to do yep. before we can move on. You also notice that even though you're not like holding the torch near these vines, the ones nearest to you are reacting slower. So they're not moving as fast. So torches are a good idea? Or fire, generally. I have definitely lit a torch. I also light a torch. I'm going to follow this trend by lighting a torch. I am a torch. I am a torch, he says, putting his hands out, going, flame on. Yeah, Yeah. um, you you have um, managed to burn about 60 foot out of this area. Good. But that's the extent of you're able to go out without stepping foot into the bog. All right. I will consider this. Well, do we want to... Frosh not also have been moving? Yeah, how's Frosh doing? I don't know, how is Frosh doing? Uh, You get a... Not right now, man. Vibe back from him. Yeah, that does it for me. Uh, I very cautiously move into the bog. Should we be following? Probably not a good idea to get separated. How are you going to approach this? Because just by lightly stepping into it... You feel the sucking motion on it? yeah, Yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's slow, but it's very. It, just the fact it took so much effort to get it back, the boot back. Yeah, all right. I'm not liking this. Um, I can't go in, though. Um, like, I try it again and probably notice that it's it's still no better. Could you, if you had some sort of, sort of like, flat-ish, whitish surface... Like a could shield? Could you... Not even, something smaller, like a book cover that you could then tie to your feet? I still have those magic books from... Ages ago. I like this. this so basically, bog, bog shoes. shoes. Yeah. yeah, bog shoes. You want to make some bog shoes? Do you want to build a bog shoe? <laughs> I think that's under an elf copyright. and a half elf. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, build no. Let's a bog let's, shoe? let's try bog shoes. Let's build a bog shoe. So I'm taking out one of my magic books. Um, yeah. So I tear open my books and use one of the covers from each, as well as like some um, so, wait, paper. So you tear the book that you... As in like... You deface it. Yes. It shrieks. Oh, God! And I also just, shriek! And ink just bleeds from it. And the shriek echoes throughout the entire... <laughs> what the fuck? Swamp. Let's not build a bog shoe. We don't need bog shoes. You've already ripped it. You might as well use it now. Do you want to build a haunted bog shoe? (laughs) (laughs) Not right now. I'm burning thorns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
What is everyone else doing? I don't want to hear from Skin and Bella for a bit. You're in the sin bin for making that terrible song. That was great. <laughs> like, like, has she actually managed to get the cover off the book? Yeah, yeah, it's come off. It's just you, when you've ripped it and defaced it, it starts, it screamed. And ink just bled from it. Maybe just tear that one in half <laughs> and not tear off another one. But what if we all need bog shoes? <laughs> well, I only have two of these books, so... I've got a couple. I have some too, oh, but, good. you know, shrieking in our current situation, probably not the best idea. I've got one and I shot it and it didn't scream. <laughs> Maybe it's just you when you tear it. the its skin off. Yeah, you didn't... You killed it straight up. You didn't slowly tear it to pieces. I didn't slowly... It was... It's like flame. Humane. Sure. Haunted magical book. I know. Anyway, so I'm going to keep making a bog shoe. I just, like, get my rope and tie it around. Yeah. and Yeah. Like a sandal. I'm just going to swing in my torch around lazily. Can, Sh- can I pick up a rock and throw it into the bog? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. I do so. It lands in the bog and then sinks. And you hear, like, a big, like... When it fully submerges. That's a great sound. Ah. Guess we get to choose how we die. Hey, Scan. Yeah. Would you like to try on a bog shoe? <laughs> Do that again and I'm going to give you disadvantage. <laughs> Just but that was also actually a question. Yeah. Would you like Would you like them? I'm, I'm well, finished. You should probably no, test them before I you... I actually would, but um, just, just give me a moment. I'm looking warily at the vines. Are there any close to me? Yes, you are surrounded by vines. Like, like you know, as like in within so? touching distance. The space you have in which to operate is about eight foot wide. Okay. If you come back to me, I can make that space a lot wider. Because <laughs> um, that's what I'm going to do before I put on a bog shoe, yeah. is uh, burn all the vines around me. And I'm going to, once I set fire to them, I'm going to double the brilliance, double the light produced by the flames. Yeah, sure. Um, which is also a thing that I can do with mm-hmm. control flames. You can do up to three different things with the properties, I believe. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. What happens? They slow, and where it's the most brilliant but not burning, they almost stop moving entirely. Like I can keep this up for a while, but I'm, if I don't, if I go without sleep, it's gonna suck. Nezor, mm-hmm. could you make something glow and see if that does anything? Is it just light or is it fire? That's a good idea. You got light, right? I think of that. Well, he's looking at that. I'm, like... nice. I'm gonna put on a bug shoe. Oh yeah, good. Because I made them, so. <laughs> It'd be rude not to at yeah. this point. <laughs> um, I don't know if it will scream. When you walk up? <laughs> so... Only, only... <laughs> only is this life, <laughs> Abella. <laughs> Can I make Charlie's pants glow again with yeah. prestidigitation and get him to put his torch out? I'm going to make your pants glow, Charlie, and, and then I'm hoping that you can put your torch out and walk close to some vines. And see or just give him the torch. Do you, how, do you, how do you do that? Do you, like, just point at it or do you go over and sensually rub his knee? Or, like, uh, it's finger most, guns. Mo- mostly double big. finger guns. Um, Blang. That is totally what a goth would do. Yeah. <laughs> Emo. Um, Emo. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, I do that, and then I take Charlie's torch off him as opposed to putting it out, because no point putting it out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if he wants to walk over to some vines to be a nice guy. How many people can you make glow at once? Three objects. <laughs> so while you've been troubleshooting the properties of these moving thorns, this natural light has all but extinguished itself. Night has fallen. Uh, the overcast sky does not give you much in the way of any kind of nightlight and this mist is now rising to just above your knees and it's getting much colder uh can i create a minor illusion of a really bright light yes i say neat idea let's try it on a macro scale 
and I hold my hands in a ball above above my head and then create a glowing ball of light. And everyone in the world does the same thing to add their power to yours. Yeah, that. You can be referential if you like. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Spirit bomb! How do you not know that? No. No. You've created a magical illusion above you. Uh Uh-huh. How high up? Head height. Well, a little above head. Seven feet. Seven feet? Okay. Uh, Seven feet does not actually clear the height of these thorns. That's fine. I don't need to do that. They've actually increased in height. They're now ten foot tire. Okay. They don't shrink back, but they do stop moving quite as fast. Oh. As bright as I can make it. Define how bright. Like, are you making it blindingly bright? Or? Yeah, don't uh, look at it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's very, 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 very bright here. These thorns have pretty much stopped moving. What? Everything within, I'm going to say, about a 100-foot radius has... They're not... Actually, you know what? They're not 100% stopped. You're almost certain that out of the corner of your eye, when you're not looking, they just move slightly. I'm pretty sure it's this crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. You've never seen my crap. <laughs> I am not interested. Um, <laughs> so, what do you do? You got this bog. You've got a pathway behind you. Can I maintain that? How long? Wait, hang on. Let's. Find well, it's out. a minor illusion. So, how long can you maintain I'll a look minor it, illusion? I'll look. I'll look. So about a minute. Not long then. Um, oh, longer than I do. Look, I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of sleep tonight. <laughs> well, if we look, guys, if the plan is to try and survive the night. We need to get Frosh ASAP and then get to somewhere safe. You actually can't sense him anymore. Ah! Let, uh, I'm assuming by that yell that you've just found out something about Frosh. Yeah, he's and not, yep. I'm not hearing him. Okay, so we make our way to Frosh inst- like, as like soon ASAP. as we can, and then we'll plan out the rest of the night, because I think between the spellcasters we can have enough light to keep us safe for a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going, I'm going. If, if, even if it means I don't, like, I, I put, put on the bog shoes and I try them. Sure. I cast message pointing my finger at Scan so I can stay in contact with him. Thank you. Cool. Roll me a dex check. 17. Okay, Scan, with your hands outstretched maintaining the controlled flame, you rush out into the bog uh, and manage to keep pace with the burn rate as you push forward through these vines. This flame is moving at about 10 foot every five seconds. Wow. Good. And there's no more ground in sight. Sure. Um, I keep moving. That's a bad idea to stand still in a bug. Yeah. Um, and I, I, do I have a fix on Frosh? Uh, you know he was heading in, in this direction. Sure. Um, so I'm going to move in that direction towards him. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, yeah, just be mindful of the fire that's ahead of me if it's if it's moving that rapidly because uh, I don't want to burn him though I imagine he's reasonably resistant to flames yeah. as you move you're almost worried because your feet are stuck on the ground even though you're having this like 10 foot every 5 seconds it's like you're getting closer and closer and there's no sa- land in sight there is suddenly just a lack of resistance and you've breached the other side oh, okay and there's just there's another empty space beyond sure and as the flame moves out and you move through, you realise you're actually sitting in the middle of a very large, swampy area. Right. You can see ahead of you this island mm-hmm. peeking out of it. It's, it strikes you as being, because you've, you, especially being from Landloss, it strikes you as this is almost like, like a burial mound. Huh. But what's more interesting is set atop it are eight menhirs. Uh-huh arrayed in a circle. Hrosh must have landed on this island. Sure, sure. Actually, roll me an arcana check. 
11. That sort of fuzzy, staticky feeling that you had before oh, yes. is increased uh-huh. significantly when you breach and walk through into this space. Yeah. After you've yeah. breached this hole, fog starts to billow from the... Is it notably, like, starting to do that? Be- yes. Like, as a, a reaction to the fact that I'm here? No, no, it's everywhere. That retreating <clears throat> sunlight and the cold that you're feeling, it, this mist is just rising rapidly. It's now at about chest height. Okay. Everyone else, what do you... You've got about, you know, I'm going to say about a minute's worth of stuff you guys can do at the same time, if you'd like. Well, Scaren's telling me that he's found some men here. The boots are great. And then the fog started rolling in, so I think we've got to stick together because shit might be going down. Did he say anything about the boots? <laughs> he said the boots are great. Awesome. Which means if we can have more of them. Well, I've got books too. Um, um, well, we need we need eight shoes. Just let me check how many books I have. I have one. All I have Extra. Is, I have a, a gold bar and a dead rose. can't really make shoes out of that. <laughs> Nothing in your okay, pockets? Okay, I have four books. Oh, done. Yeah, easy. Okay. Cool. I get out my four books and uh, start ripping the covers off. Each one you rip shrieks like the other. And this ink just drains from it. This hor- isn't I- creepy at all! I'm horrified by, like, the second one because it's a reoccurrence of the first one, and then I laugh because it's kind of funny. Yeah. Sick sense of humor, Nezzo. Yeah. Scan, if you're still moving, I need another dex check. Yep. <sighs> That's a nat 20. Yep, you manage to hop and land on like what seems to be a stone that's sub- slightly submerged. Uh-huh. And it's actually a good resting spot. And you're about nearly 100 foot away from the party. Damn it. And you're just sort of standing there in the middle of this bog. Scan, we're, we're coming. Like We're, we're going to group up, so if you want to wait. Yeah, but like, I totally more understand. support would be a good idea. Yeah. All right, so people put their bog shoes on. Um, I believe everyone except at this point, unless, Ryland, you've made one for everyone. Um, well, I, I have four books. Yep, so you've made it one for everyone? I've made one for Charlie. I threw a book at him instead. This one, Charlie will just sort of look at you and then look at the book and then pull out some jerky from his bag and chew it. So you're not going to join us? Alrighty. Well, I'm going to put my bog shoes on. I'm going to make, just out of slight annoyance, make Charlie's shirt glow as well as his pants. I don't but just around the nipples. <laughs> his suspenders. Make his nipples glow. Make his nipples glow. <laughs> I can't just make it. These nipples are... Oh, <laughs> fine. Organic. So, so while Nezor's doing that, Nezor, this fog is now basically at head height for you, over your head. Anything that requires you to see, you're going to have disadvantage on. I cast Mage Hand and make it spin around my head like a fan. Yep. Okay, so... Yeah, <laughs> it moves around and this fog moves and billows out the way and then after a bit it comes back and then you wave it away again. So it's just the, yep. you're like a miniature cyclone made yep. by a mage hand. You're like a, a, a police and then you need to make it like a wee-hoo, it does, it does go out every minute and I'll have to recast it every minute, but yeah, if sure. that plays into anything you're doing. Plan of action, guys. Alrighty, so we've all got our bog shoes on, except Charlie and whatever, I guess. Straight, straight line. Straight line, yeah. going for it. Great. Alrighty. Okay. Yep. Uh, sure. oh, actually, do we have any spare rope? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we have like it, 50 yeah, feet. I imagine we should, for now, tie ourselves around each other just so we can then help pull each other That's out. That's a good thought. If we're really stuck. Um, Charlie, when everyone sort of goes to walk away, stands up, takes his boots off, ties the laces, hangs them over his shoulders, picks up the book that was thrown at him, puts it in his backpack, like his little pack. Well, yeah. I guess we throw him the rope and he can tie it around himself and then we can pull each other out, but I think mm. Abella was walking forward first. 
Yep. Cool. Cool. So I, I think Nez will go in the middle of them. Would you, if your dignity allows it, I mean, you can always ride me. <laughs> oh, yes. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm trying not to, but. <laughs> like, this is a serious situation. Hop on. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I have. <laughs> No, no shame with that. That's absolutely fine. I'll, um, I'll make sure there's no mist around us. That's going to be fine. Okay, so uh, way we'll handle this is, uh, Abella, as you're taking point, you will roll the dex check for the party. Uh, we're going to have uh, Abella, then Ryland, and then at the end of the rope, Charlie, who will be carrying Nezor and Duchess, uh, as well as his boots over his shoulder. Come to me and I'll I'll come with you going forwards would be my what I what I would send to but I don't think you want to stop here and the rock is like a not very big No, one. it's you could fit maybe another person could stand on it and you could so both I'm thinking hold, an A4 you know, sheet. You could basically hold like do that thing where you've got one foot each on there and you've got like a hand. Ryland and Charlie standing and we form a human pyramid yeah, and rest the night here. Yeah. <laughs> the base of which isn't very happy. <laughs> so, Bella, what did you roll? Um eleven. Eleven? Um, you have advantage, so we roll again. Oh, 20. 20? Nah? Yeah. Nah? 25, if you want to be. No, no, very nice. So I'm going to have to paint a bit of a word picture here. Abella, Ryland, and Charlie, you all tie a loop of rope around your midriff. Charlie, you then hoist Nezor onto your shoulder, and then with your other hand, pick up Duchess, and you all start marching through this bog. Uh, at several moments, you have to stop and pull yourself out, uh, but you manage to make your way across relatively unimpeded. You do lose one or two of your bog shoes along the way, and they are literally sucked beneath with a squelch, but you do reach Scan on his stone, and then once you're grouped together, you manage to make your way to this central island. The minute you step onto it, the hairs on your body all begin to stand on end from this sort of static charge. I have no hairs on my body. <laughs> you have a moustache. Yeah, Peter, other than your moustache. No, I shave. <laughs> it's just a chance where it like doesn't tell. Every... No, you know I what? also don't have hair, so no, I assume no. I feel a prickle on the back of my neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that uncanny <laughs> feeling. Um, Bella's hair is, like, stuck on end. It's kind of frizzy. I imagine Nezor's got, like, a pretty interesting quiff. Yeah, it's, it's getting swelled around. Yeah, but. it's but it's also, like, frizzy. Um, I imagine because Charlie's bald, his moustache is bristling. And my hair is tight. That's back. quite impressive. Yeah. And my beard is is um, uh, braided. braided. Yeah, um, <laughs> looks like cat's tails when they get really annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> That's there, worse. There is just like this... Like a static charge. It's a st- yeah, that static feeling that you felt before, not so long ago, in the bowels of a ream. I got a natural 20. Four? My perception. There's the stone slab arrayed in the centre of these menhirs, and it is made of a very similar-looking stone to the stone that the Aremians used to place their catapult upon. It is a square, about two metres wide. There are soft imprints on the grass here. You see tracks of footprints. What kind of footprints would you uh, like to roll with? Footprints, actual footprints, not wearing boots. Uh-huh. Not surprised by that. Yeah. Um, and they lead from the opposite side of this mound that you've approached on and circle and seem to be circling around this central area quite a few times. Like, the ground is actually tamped uh-huh. and then seem to lead back the way they came. 
Is it one set? No, it's multiple sets. Right. Roughly nine people? Where's my dragon? You are, well, I guess, seeking out him yeah. as your bond. That was, that was part um, of my deception, really. He is no longer nearby. You are now starting to actually pick up, like, the sense of him being near here. Mm-hmm. But he's not... Not here now. Not here now. In fact, he seems to have wo- moved towards the southeast. How far? It's on the edge of your periphery. Your, the nature of your bond, you kind of know it's where he is. It's not distances, but it's, yeah. it's... Yeah. But it's away? Like, yeah. He feels distant. Is it in the bog? Out back beyond the bog? It's, or is on it's the be, island? beyond the island. So on the other side of this mound, you actually see what looks like a small causeway in the bog. There are these large stones that have been sunk in very deliberately and they make a fairly straight path to this mound. It's almost exactly the same distance that you travelled. Maybe a bit shorter. And also from this position, and all of you can see this, these thorns that you were sort of dealing with, while they peter out when they reach the other shore, they sort of almost have an, an almost perfect circle and you can see these sort of willow trees in the distance. Um, I would like to use my primeval awareness... All right, brilliant. Uh, you you take a moment. You breathe in and out. You can sense nine people, definitely humanoids, um, travelling in a south-easterly direction. And they're about 500 metres, 600 metres away. But um, it is odd, though. Like it's, it's, there's almost something... Clouding it. Not so much clowning it, but there is something strange about these people. They are definitely human, but there is something about them that doesn't make sense. They've almost got something animal about them. Right. It's just a really odd vibe that you're getting from them. I just point. wanted to do an arcana check on the, the sure. stone table plinth thing. Yeah. That's a 19. Yeah. Um, yeah, this thing is emanating this field this this feeling um and the closer you get to it the more that your hair stand on end and like obviously being a halfling you've probably got hairy i was gonna say hairy palms but hairy hairy backs of your your hand as you like being an emo you probably masturbate a lot yeah (laughs) (laughs) nobody wants to fuck an emo um you see the tears of lubrication as you pass your hand jesus Welcome. Sorry, please continue. No, no, that's <laughs> I'm fine. finished. I'm finished now. <laughs> also, maybe Nezra is too. Who knows? Now I'm done. Is he wearing gloves? <laughs> please let me describe this. As you pass your hand over this, the those already I'm gonna I'm gonna catch it for using this strip. Those already erect hairs are now straightening even more so. If you use words like erect, yes, it's yes, not, you are. Well, the hairs that are standing on end. There you go. Stand on end even more as you pass your hand over this. This thing is definitely holding some kind of residual magic charge. And actually, for a moment, you recognise in it maybe what you saw or was described to you uh, about the statue that you saw on the road not too long ago, the the three founders of the Bashano Republic. There is that almost like it's been wrought with an intent in the stone. But what that is, you can't determine. Can I pull out the flute that I've held onto, the plus one flute? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if that's how it works, but sure. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I'm going to say if you use it, it gives you a plus one to your roll. Yeah. Um, and and play that song that was written on that they had before, or is that yeah, too much to recall? Yeah, absolutely, you can. You don't even have to do a roll for it. Um, nothing happens. Yeah, didn't, didn't think so, because that was to do with the robots. But There's I a lovely to. tune. I need everyone to make a wisdom saving throw. 
Is that me included? Oh, fuck. Yeah. What does it do again? I asked. I don't. It's fine. Five. Nine. Sorry, six. Six. Nine. Nineteen. Anyone who rolled under 15? I was ne- busy. I was doing something. So. Yeah. Juries. You're still, still hearing work. things. Yeah. Uh, immediately beset by this. It's like the worst thing that's ever happened to you just comes back to you so vividly and in the moment. I'm actually living it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my baby dragon is gone, and beyond my sister, I care about him more than just about anybody else in the world. And, yeah, I know where he is, and I know the people who've got him, and there's nine of them, and I'm seriously considering multiple homicide right now. I'm you just thinking hyperventilate that- and start bawling. Okay. As the realisation that this is happening hits you. In fact, everyone does except, I think, Charlie. Charlie, no, Charlie has a drink. Charlie is, is dead to the world. <laughs> we, we just kind of huddle up together, and I'm like... Shit. I, I just forgot about that song. Pull out one of the big things of Need booze. <laughs> just, no, the the kegs that we I, had. Between my I sobs, I say, getting drunk again is not going to fix this. So uh, after a few minutes, this dis- this feeling dissipates. Oh, it does. Oh, not for me. I just stopped crying. Yeah. So I'm going to say, so, Charlie, I want to say I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm... I sort of, I think I see what's going on with you and I think I need to have a chat with you as a friend. Um, but I also, like, not now. Um, I, I'm i not ready to talk, but right now I'm ready to find whoever stole Crush and thank you. beat their heads out their asses. Let's do that. So let's work on that first and um, then... They're that way. Uh, and there's nine homicides we need to commit tonight. No, it's not homicide. This for me. <laughs> hey, Nizzle. Uh-huh. Not fucking do that song again. That's a bad idea. Like, yeah, thanks. It's been just long enough for me to forget what it did. Charlie wishes he could cry. <laughs> oh no! Charlie had Charlie's family, as as a as a as a ritual at age seven, have their tear ducts removed. <laughs> no, cauterized with hot wire. Yeah. Jesus. I'm not prepared. Um, <laughs> never. What's Ryland been up to this whole time? There's been like, just this this. Dragonborn in the room. We all it's know a it's dragonborn at the end of the table. Yeah, we're we're all there. We all know it's there. No one's talking about it. It's not talking it's about anything. Sort of talked about it. I guess. <laughs> What's I happening? St- I started to, and then Nabella glared oh, at me. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, she's still quietly fuming, but of course now, now she's more upset than angry because she just got blasted with sadness. She's I just, helped. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just relived the night she had to flee her heart. Mm, fun. So she's pretty pissed off right now. She's upset and angry, and she's just bearing it in silence because if she says anything, she's going to lose control and just rain down shit on the people around her. So she's quite hoping they find some dragon nappers so she can wail on them for a while and let out some of this tension. (laughs) (laughs) As long as we've got all this built-up tension, we're just going to murder our way through it. (laughs) This is a bonding exercise! (laughs) This is like like the violence therapy. No, this is the moment we go from neutral good to neutral evil, and we just like start our. Wait, wait, wait! You guys were neutral good. (laughs) Okay, so plan of action. Unless you ran sobbing towards them. (laughs) Can we please? How fast are they moving? Or are they just walking? It's purposeful. Uh Well, yeah, we. After everyone's finished crying, I imagine we just move. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, you cross the stones, you get to the other side. Uh, yeah, you approach these trees, these um, these weeping willows, things that... The, Are they the, crying? What? No, that... Well, 
Haha. Ha. Um, no, they are. Did they hear the song? Thick foliage that are um, sort of wrapping in on themselves, and they're actually getting quite thick. Um, but you, you, there is a worn path. In the are they? Ground. Are they they're moving? Just, no, they're just trees. They're just trees. Okay. Yeah. Like they're not thorn. No. They're not moving in a similar fashion to the thorny vines. No, no, no absolutely good, not. good. I like that. Um, that's and things as, I don't have to set fire to. But as you walk through this area, that's that same electrical feeling is still there. Um, Scan, please do me a Constitution. Save. We're in Electric Avenue. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't the way I wanted it, but uh, Constitution, you say? Yes. Fifteen. You're fine. Um, you're still tied together as rope, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. We haven't not. I'm not. I don't think it's a bad idea to stay tied together, frankly. Yeah, I'm not tied to together. them. But there's space because Nezor's on my that's shoulder. Fine. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I, that's Eason's, Eason's a set. Doesn't want to be tied down. <laughs> tied on to the bottom. Those, those two are tied yeah, to each other. They're basically <laughs> tied to each other like right, a... Well, I want to be pulled up if I get drowned, so I'm going to But we're not in a bog now. To... No. Um, this is a So park. you're constantly using gust, is that correct? No. Roll me 2d10, please. Give me a D100 roll. A D100. That would be a 73. Since you're doing this, please roll me a D5, which is roll a D10 and halve it. And okay. I'm going to go like this. One, oh. two, oh, no. three, Oh, dear. Four, it's ten. Five. And that's Abella. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Abella. Oh, no. Abella is now a rhinoceros. No. I'm no, okay no, with no, that. No, no, She's no. one size larger. <laughs> Blue. I know all of those are possibilities. And I, am I wild magic? I thought I was dragon magic. Yeah, you're dragon magic. So, Abella. Yes. Are you resistant to poison? <laughs> Scan, you're pushing these these gusts and you're clearing this, this out the way. I want to point out I'm not a wild magic sorcerer. I know. This one time you do it, there is a, a moment where it's almost like there's an intrusive thought. From your direction of this magic, spores suddenly fly out oh, from sorry. your hands. And they sort of get caught in this this wind and then just hit Abella straight in the face. Ah, oh, fucking what? Abella, you immediately feel sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> Literally anybody else. I'm not even on a boat now. <laughs> you are poisoned for two hours. You fucking... have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Really, Scan? Look. Really? Yeah, you feel queasy in the, in the stomach. You should have cast the silent spell. That would have been. Um, I'm just going to respond <laughs> to that. Call. Uh, I'm, 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 I may be a sorcerer, but I don't actually know how any of the things I do work. I'm just wanting things to do, and they happen. As a side note, I turn off Charlie's glowingness while we're starting to chase down people. Who so I can't see him in sure. the nipples. Sure. Sure. Okay. No, we never got his nipples light? to play. Is anyone still carrying the torches? I just assumed that you will were, especially when you were hopping through. Yeah, mm, we, we've yes. still got our torches. I, I think sure. I'm carrying yeah, both mine and Charlie's aloft. Yep. Yeah, but good. I've turned off his clothes. <laughs> carrying so, a torch bearer. So, so you have You're this, not carrying a torch. I, this, I, don't know, I really want to paint this mental <laughs> I'm picture. I'm just a brazier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've got two of them as well. So you're two. <laughs> you're just you're, one you're sitting nip- over Charlie's what? One shoulder or both? One. Yeah, holding... Oh, I stopped my minor illusion as well. Kind of like the showgirl carry sort of hold. (laughs) I missed that one. I've got my high beams. Oh, God. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, this path winds through these trees and you feel that you're getting closer. I assume you're running at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jogging at an easy pace. I don't want to wear myself out. Sure. 
Okay. Um, if you're attempting to sneak up on them, roll me a stealth. Uh, I am. I'm assuming I don't have to roll stealth checks, seeing as I'm not the one moving. You're on, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, uh, I rolled <laughs> eight plus two, so I rolled a ten for stealth. Okay. Oh, that's not too bad. Fourteen. Yep. Oh, uh, hang on. That's stealth. Did you say? Yeah. Stealth. Nineteen. Twenty-two. Uh, Still got 14. it. Fourteen. I switched to tippy toes. Brilliant. Because you're moving quite at pace, are you still using Gust, by the way? Uh, look, I'll probably stop if we're sneaking up on people. Sure. Um, so, yeah, as you're, like, hurriedly moving through this mist, you catch your toe on a root and stumble and make quite a bit of noise for a moment, and then I imagine all of you sort of just stop for that moment. You scan, because I guess you're still sort of passively perceiving these mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. feel them suddenly stop. Um, and I put my arms out and just sort of... As you do so, the mist starts to move in and past you. And then they split into three groups. Oh, good. <laughs> they go in almost cardinal directions. One heads north, one heads east, and one heads south. I continue immediately. As soon as they look like they're splitting up, I go um, okay. to where they, they at least where they sure. separated. Um, so anyone else chasing after skin? Yes. Oh, it was oh, wait, wait. Now go. Are we south from them or were we southeast? Yeah, they were heading southeast. You were heading oh. southeast with them. One party just turned and went north. One party went and turned east, and one party went directly south. Can I get everyone to do a perception check, please? Just to keep up with each other. Twenty. Excellent. Nine. Twenty-one. Uh, Twenty. Twenty-three. Oh. So you're all running towards this this space, and can I tell which one Rosh is with? Which group? It appears to be the group that's heading east. Okay. It appears to be. Right? Yeah, you are. You're. You're starting to get like intermittent, um, like that bond that you uh-huh. have is starting to intermittently come back. But give me one moment, sure. because as you've all run ahead, Abella, you've actually become separated from the group. Uh oh, we're tied together. Yeah. Oh yeah, we are yes. tied together. So fucking yeah. So okay, I guess Ryland and Abella become separated from the group as Abella struggles to keep up. Because I'm throwing up. You charge into where this... Are you continuing on towards Hrosh? Um, You're getting a strange feeling from Hrosh, actually. Like, intermittently. He's very pleased with himself. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely pleased with himself. Oh, dear. He's fucked like, some shit up, The last he? time you were... Th- he was displeased with himself. Like he found a female. Yeah. Never since then have you felt him feel so sort of smug and self-important. Guys, we're in real shit now. He's feeling happy. Unacceptable. <laughs> I'm going to investigate the area. You call them to us. Yep, so I point in the direction that Scan has told me they are, and I'm like, Abella, what's, what's going on? And you get no response. I go go to them. Well, you go back towards where they are, and they're not there. They should be here. You know they should be here, but they're not. Using that primeval awareness, you can't sense them there, and now you can't sense one of the three groups. Which one? The one that was heading north. Mm-hmm. I go back to them. Yeah. <laughs> Scan, where, where are yeah. they? Do I find them? No. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was worried about that. <laughs> and this mist is now extremely heavy. This fog, in fact. So Charlie and Nezor, you're standing there waiting for Scan to come back. Yep, Mage Hand's still flying around. But he doesn't come back. We, it, it, it's long enough time that he's gone 50 feet and not come back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he should have come back by now. Yeah. Like, you would have expected him to come back. Uh, that something's gone wrong. I don't like this mist. My, my, my next response is to shoot a fireball into the air. Or, better, no. The minor illusion. The super-duper bright minor illusion. Yeah. Um, at 30 feet above my head. Do I see it? 
Unfortunately, you do not, because as soon as Scan casts it, it is swallowed by the mist. Uh, okay. Even if I'm sort of straining to maintain it. Yeah. Oh. I'm in a this. I've how long have I been in this place? As in the swamp, uh, you have been here for two days, but this is the evening of the second day. Okay, um, I'm just now good in this terrain. Um, like, so it's it's hard for me to get lost here. Yeah, no, absolutely, it is. Um, and uh, what's my primeval sense telling me now? That you're all alone. Like, I can't see anybody. You cannot sense any other humans. You can, however, still intermittently sense Frosh. And he's actually now to what you thought was south. You- I go that way. Yeah. With the, the loss of nothing, never better to do. Yeah. Like, I would first... No, I would first retrace my steps, be mm-hmm. feeling like, as a ranger, I ought to be okay at doing that. Yeah, it's strange. This terrain does not seem the, same the same as it was when I moved through. No, there's more roots. Okay. Um, and I get back to where these guys should be and they're not there. Nope. Then I go to Hrosh. Abella and Rylan, you come across a sudden flat surface and you realise almost immediately, both being from the city from high society, that this is cobblestone. What is this doing here? I mean, I'm not in the clearest of minds right now, but there's nothing nearby. Yeah, this is a road. It absolutely is. Basically, this thing almost bisects the path that you are going through. So if you are heading east, it heads north and south. Roll me perception checks, both of you, please. (laughs) One. Eleven. Okay, that's enough. Abella, you, you this mist is so, so tired. Also, I feel so Yeah, sick. not good. But, Ryland, do you see in the distance a shape on the road? I think I can see a cart down there. Really? Yeah. Can I head towards it? Absolutely. Uh, let, let, let's have a closer look. All right. So as you approach this cart, it appears to have been run off into a ditch, and it's missing a wheel. This thing looks like it's been meticulously stripped. It is literally being held together by just the wood joinings. It looks like someone's gone through it with like a a small claw hammer or something and even pulled the nails out of it. That's odd. And don't know if you remember, but there was a wagon wheel on the road before. Can I have a look at the wheels of the wagon and ascertain if the wheel we saw before? Yeah, it's absolutely the same kind of make. Right. After a cursory glance, you actually realise that emblazoned under where the horses would be hitched and where the driver would sit is the three oaks of the Bashano Republic. As you go around to the driver's side door and have a look at it, it becomes very, very apparent to you, especially you, Roland, because you would have seen these quite a few times. This is a pay wagon. Hmm. Abella, this is a pay wagon. There's definitely nothing left inside it. <laughs> I'm just asking. Is can I have a look inside, please? Absolutely. There is a body inside. Oh, what type of body? Elven. Elven. And as you climb up, you you put your hand out to sort of touch the the side where you'd imagine there would be like steel bars or something. Hold like because this thing doesn't have like it has smaller windows than a normal cart would, and they probably would have had bars. But it looks like even the bars have been reefed out. There's like little wood chips that have been chipped away around the thing where someone's probably stuck something underneath it and clawed it out. And as you get inside, the inner door has just been stripped off. Like, it just doesn't... It's no, there's no door. And I assume you go in and look at the, the body? Yeah. It's quite bloodied. He was probably wearing some kind of armour, but he looks like he's been mauled to death. And he's actually clutching in an outstretched hand a quill. 
and he seems to be lying on a piece of paper and there's a shattered ink well next to him and that has seeped into this piece of paper. But some of the writing is still legible. I'm going to have a look. Yep. It reads, they seek gold. And that's all you can make out. It looks quite hurried, like a very, very quick scrivening. Mm. I'm just going to stick with Ryzen. Do I notice anything else about the inside or the corpse? Would you like to do an uh, investigation? Uh, Fifteen on the investigation. Like, you, you, if you opened this this thing up when it was full, right, you'd expect a number of chests or lockboxes and stuff like that. Um, bags. The only thing that's here is anything that's that's wooden. And it looks like s- someone's just taken, like, a hammer to the chests and just broken them open. So all the metal is missing? Basically. It looks like this thing's been fully stripped down. They're, like, it's literally being held together by... Like, they, they went to the point... They went to the extent of, like, borrowing out the nails. Mm-hmm. And burrowing by hand rather than just tearing out by mouth. Oh, well, it's like it's, it's, it looks like someone took a claw hammer to it and pecked away at it. They've just fully turfed this over and anything that had any kind of scrap value has been removed. I'm going to have a look at the road and see if there's any indication as to which direction people have gone. People or other things. Are there any tracks, any marks on the road? No, I mean, apart from the muddy footprints that you guys had, there's nothing here. But that could have easily been washed away. This This... Actually, you know what? what? One thing you do get from this body is it's fresh. There are a few flies, like a few maggots. But other than that, the, the, the coach seems relatively stable. Like, it's obviously not as stable as it would be if it had, like, all its supporting Four structure. Wheels. Yeah. Well, it doesn't... It's, yeah, it's literally... <laughs> so is it held together by its nerls, basically? Basically, yeah. Can I hear anything? Actually, you can't hear much of anything. It's almost preternaturally quiet. Actually, what's your passive perception, both of you? Ten. Ten, yep. Um, mine says 13, but I think that might be wrong. No. You... No, I think it's it's 10 plus. Yeah, it's perception. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. Um, yeah, no, that's enough. Um, that magical vibe that you were getting before, that, that hum, that feeling, is no longer around you. With the running and the blood pumping and then being, like, scrabbling through the mist and then coming across this thing, you just haven't realised there's just, like, it feels like an oppressive force has been lifted off you. Your hair's no longer standing up on end. There's those that that weird feeling, that staticky feeling, is no longer on you. Charlie and Nezor, you are quietly standing, waiting for Scan to return, and he doesn't. Shouldn't he be back by now? I whisper into Charlie's ear, which I'm imagining I'm right next to. I'm gonna make a perception check. Uh, like a. At what point did they use I would have been this? listening as you moved away. Yeah. So I want to make a perception check so that I can pinpoint the point in which I can no longer yeah. detect. Because sure. he's not going to be quiet. You can't quietly walk no, through no. a big, muddy no. bog. Um, so that's a 20. Yeah, he ran off. I don't know if I would have run. Well, you moved off. Yeah. What pace it was it is immaterial. But it's almost like he walked down a tunnel and then you couldn't hear anything. Okay. I'm gonna use, I guess, an insight check to see whether that, whether that effect, like me not being able to hear him after a certain, well, you know, like, okay, he's moving at this speed, and he's moving this direction, and then I can't hear him. Whether that's oh, you don't have to do an insight check. That's not normal. That doesn't make sense. It, it's it's the level at which his footsteps got quieter was unnaturally quick. Well, I'll kind of you know. Reach out magically and do an arcana check. Uh, it's a 17. So when you use magic, right, I mean, I, you can sense... It's like someone moving past you in a pool of water, right? You can feel the ripple go past. This bog 
is now almost impregnated with four or five different, I guess, intents just sort of swirling past you. And also this, this, this active feeling is incredibly sophisticated and incredibly subtle, but you're pretty certain this has only started basically within the last minute, maybe? It's, you're not sure if it's messing with your perception or if it's actually uh, like moving you slightly, but you feel like, you know that thing where your inner ear goes and you suddenly feel kind of a bit like punch drunk almost? You just realize that that's been happening sort of subtly to you. So since the guys split. Yeah, basically since Scan and everyone stopped. Yeah, so I relay, relay that to Charlie that something is definitely different about the mist in the last minute. Um, definitely magically different. Do we still feel that electric energy from the stone plinth like that that familiar electric yeah yeah it's okay. um even more no it's not more no it's it feels directed now oh okay like and and, and it, you kind of pick apart that 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 those intents that we were sort of talking about like these four or five different kind of ideas is almost how i would describe it like magical ideas coming through here are definitely affecting it like they're almost piggybacking on it so, Nezo, I don't quite understand how magic is. So, if I if I say something that's stupid, yeah. bear with me. No. Would you be able to using the magic from the the that stone that we we came by? Would you be able to use that as a a beacon and head back in that direction? Yeah, I mean, we also just followed a path, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, but it seems like we're getting lost. I will let you do an Arcana check to get your bearings. Yep. Uh, that is an eight. You think it's behind you, the way you came? But it's a little bit difficult to discern because, again, these these intents are now swirling around you. And if anything, they seem to, like, recognise that you are... Pushing out. Yeah, like, it's... Again, going with the analogy of, like, people moving through water, they're recognising the fact that you're affecting their currents by trying to work out what that is. Um, how, uh, how was that? Did you... I can... It's, it's behind us somewhere. Like, it's definitely in this general direction, but I don't have a pinpoint on it. Potentially, if we got closer, I I'd be able to get a better idea, but I, I don't know how good of an idea that is, as much as the stone I definitely would intrigues me. I would suggest, then, we take a moment... Try and center ourselves and and check again. See if because I don't want to head off in no, any old direction. So Scan went to find them and he couldn't find them and now he can't find Scan. It's not a good idea. So like Charlie will just sort of like you know slow his breath and sort of try and I guess basically I'm thematically going if I can calm down ever like focus. And yep. have another roll at it. Cause, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, like, you what, close your eyes. Control my breath. And, and as you breathe in, you bring that air into your lungs through your nose. And as you, as that pungent smell of the, the bog and the, and the wetness of the area around you hits you, you're able to determine that its cloying stench may not be the full truth, but it gives you a grounding in this place right here, right now. You can feel through your boots the ground beneath you. At, well, no, your boots are still over your shoulder, so I guess you I feel can feel it in your toes. In your toes, you can feel that greediness, and there is a feeling here that this place has purpose. You can roll again if you want. So you do this moment, yeah. If I can feel a purpose, do I get the feeling that it's 
like do i feel like a in like an intelligence or a connection or is this just you know like is there a connection there or is it just this place this land that you're standing on feels like it has almost and i can i'm only going to use this as an example but a sword can only be used for one thing right so it was whether that's defensively or not this place feels as though it has a purpose in being what it is really great example it would be like when you walk into a church yeah like this is a place that is it has emotions built into it yeah or feeling built into it so i i rolled a one but i'm a half length so i get to roll that again sure uh, that's an 11. You almost tack onto it. Almost. And then these presences swarm you, leaving you utterly confused. Scan, you are bolting towards Frosh. He wouldn't be this cocksure if he was in mortal peril. Mm. Um, or at least as, as if he perceived he was in mortal peril. So one way or the other, I'm like, okay. I And I don't know any of what they know, so... <laughs> The metal thing would have me worried, but because he's copper um, or bronzy. Um, but um, I don't just dash. Sure. I, I take a moment and I'm like, okay, right. Let's 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 get a lay, a feel for this place. Let's let's truly figure this place out because this is messed up. Mm. Um, so I sort of. <clears throat> not meditate, but it, there is a moment, I, I sort of, I crouch down, I feel the earth with my hand, I feel, put my bare flesh to the earth, mm-hmm. and try and get a sense for the place. Okay. With your innate ranger abilities, with your hand pressed to the surface of this earth, you can feel the raw, untamed power of this land. From this connection that you suddenly have with this earth, you could move anywhere within, like, foot from here. You could just be there. So you could move closer to... In fact, you could probably land in front of Rosh at this point. Can I move to any of the others? You can't sense them. I do that then. Three... No. I... <laughs> and too many things is not stupid. Um, I go 20 feet directly behind him. Okay. You reach out with your magical abilities into the earth. And then there's this sharp pain. It races up your palm into your heart. And you feel like your heart's about to explode for a second, and then you burst into a cloud of mist. Roll me a constitution check. Constitution? Save. Uh, it's uh, 11. And then roll me a d4 and tell me what you get. Four. You lose four hit points permanently. Oh. Permanently? Permanently. As the land takes its toll. What the fuck is going on with this place? There's like a... And you're suddenly lurching forward on new ground. And as you look up, you see... Three, three figures, humanoid in size, and they appear to be in, they're in strange garb. Like it's, it looks like they're wearing sort of Bashano style clothing. But the robes are made from reptile hide and they're long and flowing. And the hood that they wear is clearly made from the flayed head of a crocodile where the skin from its jaws come down over the body like a tabard. Riding atop the central figure, on top of the aforementioned hat is Frosh. And he looks over and notices you and hiccups and a small flame comes out and you get like a, oh, hey, man. <laughs> I, I stand back to it. Have they noticed me? No, they're still walking. Um, are, there, are there backs to me? Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> this was the correct choice. He does not appear to be under any duress. Nope, fine. So I ask him, 
What up? Um, he goes, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously it's more feeling, but he, yeah. you get a very satisfied, full belly. I have been belly rubbed so much. These people are great. I love them. I want to be with them. I'm sorry I didn't. I didn't. I'm so sorry I didn't phone call you to let you know where I was going. But I'm just been hanging out with the coolest people. This is amazing. They they are treating me so well. I am immensely pleased. I feel like I have been treated like a king. Good, good. He is just like so pleased with himself. Um, would he come back to me if I asked him to? You'd have to persuade him. He's very happy where he is. Okay. Um, I don't want to do that just yet. Um, he's like, rather than, like, you're kind of like, come back to me. He's like, no, no, you come with me. Come hang I, out. I'm following. Yeah, cool. <laughs> they're, they're moving and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm following behind in a sort of a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not um, leisurely pace. No worries. <laughs> if you want to move, you're going to have to not attract their attention. Yeah. Please roll stealth. That's pretty good. 17. Yep. That's fine. Yeah, you start to move, I noticed. And then one of them starts talking. He goes, The interlopers have been confused. They will find their way from this place to safe harbour, and we shall be allowed to begin the convocation, Brother Ten. And then the central figure who... Brother Ten, but there's only nine of them. It says, Excellent. The grand shift has afforded us a wonderful opportunity to revive this world. And then the third figure, who is a female figure, pipes up and goes, to find one of the promised children is truly fortuitous. I've been far... Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> like, uh, I... Uh, they may be about to eat you. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, they feed me. I sent him. I sent him my mentor, my my memory of the story of Hansel and Gretel. Um, <laughs> he's like, that's fine. I'll fight my way out. But he's uh, as as you're sort of sending this, and he's like, no, no, they feed me. The one on the right, the female voiced one, um, ho- turns and holds out a piece of fish to Harosh, and Harosh is like, Ow. and kind of croons at her and she extends a hand, a very elven hand and does like a back back finger stroke down his belly scales <laughs> and he's just loving it. I just think, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> Traitorous wench. <laughs> I'm listening in at yep. this point. Um, yeah, without any backup, I'm like, oh, well, I... I mm. Are they armed? Perception check, please. Because there is, it's still quite misty. There, yeah. there are more figures. The only reason you really noticed Trosh is because he hiccuped. These dice aren't doing very well for me today. Yeah. That is an eight. Can't tell. No. They might be. It's entirely... Pro- but, I mean, I will say, like, they obviously did mention that they robes. would... They were robes, but also they did say that the interlopers would find their way safely from this place. Sure. So. I'm an interloper, pretty yeah. sure. And yeah. I ain't safe. <laughs> yeah. Um... Can I get a feeling for, given that I'm with them? Yeah. Can I can I prime primeval awareness? You may. For what they're thinking? Because um, it says beasts. Then I wouldn't consider them to be beasts. Okay. Um, in which case, I can still sense where they are. Can I sense any of the other three groups or these lot? No. Right. Um, moving back 
to the cart with Abella and Ryland. I'd like to have a look around and see if I can see anything. There's a road, there's a cart, there's some trees. Hmm. Can I try and, because I've still got my torch, I want to try and peer into the bushes and see if I can spot the wheel. Um, no, you don't see any wheel. I mean, it is, it's, they're not so much bushes as like sort of just roadside scrub. Um, it's still, it's still fairly open ground like you were sort of travelling through. It's more those weeping willow trees. Um, but you don't see any further detritus. It looks literally like they just methodically pulled it to bits. The wheel probably came off maybe in the chase when they ran it down. But there's no horses. There's, other than the corpse of this fella who's inside it, there's nothing. There's no indication that it was even really a stickly attack. There's no arrowheads. There's no arrow shafts. There's nothing. Do I have any kind of, I guess, sense of what direction the road is leading? Do you have anything that kind of tells you, like, gives you, like, um, like a sure direction, any kind of a passive ability that does that? No. Like a ranger? No? Um, look, as far as you're concerned, this road is heading north and south. And which way were we heading when we headed into the... East. Well, southeast. Hmm. So if we head north, we might find our way back to where we came from. Or if we head south, we might... Go where we were going. Wing. Mm. Well, staying here's not really an option. So we sort of just have to pick one and go with it. I pull a coin out of my pocket and I... Heads for north, tails for south? Sure. And I flick the coin and let it land on the ground. Okay. Tails. South it is. Alrighty. So... Uh, yeah, you peel off southwards. I pick up my coin, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Roll me perceptions, then. Three. <laughs> Sixteen. You're at disadvantage. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> well, you know what? Eleven. Eleven? It's, it's, it's enough. There's no... There's nothing here. Like, it's just very quiet, very peaceful. But this road seems to be going forever. It curves a little bit here and there, but, I mean, honestly, it, there is a sense of security here. You could probably set camp and wait till morning if you wanted. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want to do that. that. No, <laughs> no. No, no, I, I, I no, almost no. would. No, no, but, like, that's my point. Like, you wouldn't feel comfortable here, but the area does not have any malice. Like, there's nothing. There's no animals. There's no stinging insects. It's, a, it's just a road... Like, that sense of security of, well, I'm on the side of the road, it's it's getting late. And it is starting to get late. Like, it is probably heading towards about 8, 9 in the evening. Would you like to do anything? Stay? Keep moving? I'm thinking Up to you. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, so you continue to travel down this road. Nezor and Charlie, what would you like to do? I feel like I don't want to touch any cult of the dragony stuff, meaning the stone without everyone else. That stuff is just too crazy to get involved in. I think our best bet is to keep heading forward in the direction that we believed one of the groups was going and see if we can get some more information about what's going on and try and find someone else. Absolutely. I mean, if you're not comfortable handling that, I... Fully support that. Um, okay, well then, uh, what I'll do is, well, I was Navy, so 
I'm going to try and use the stars. Like, if I should be able to see... It's overcast. Is it, like, entirely overcast? Well, you, you're dealing... It's the, the clouds have started to part a bit. The mist is still pretty heavy, and you're under okay. under a canopy. So if you rolled it... Can I see... Any from the moon, like some light from the moon through the screen. That's gonna yeah, give me at yeah, least you can, a bear. You can you can see the yeah you can see the twins, the two yep. moons. Um, it is definitely dappling through. Like it's it's to the point where there are there are like beams of light being yep. illuminated. But if I floor. can sort of see the two core points, yep. and I'm going to be able to plot a course. If yep. you know what Using time it is, you know where they should be. Yep. You can yeah. have a guess. So by determining where they are, you actually realise that you've been pointed northwest. Which is almost the complete opposite direction. And you didn't move, like your position has shifted. Okay, so if I've figured out where we have been pointed um, and where we were heading, which was southeast. Yeah, so. <clears throat> well, okay, so it seems something's happened that's turned us around because we were moving in the opposite direction as to we are now. I suggest that if we head southeast, which was the direction they were moving before they were alerted to our presence, we're going to end up where they were heading. And I imagine Scan with his scouting abilities is also going to be heading in that direction. Yep. So if we can basically just realign ourselves, move southeast, we should end up wherever Hrosh is going to end up, which I imagine is where Scan's going to end up. Makes sense to me. Navigating the willows using the moon as your true north, you come across a small open glade with a large body of water. The mist recedes from the shoreline and you can catch a glimpse of a naked elven woman bathing. It's not until she stands from the water that you suddenly realise her short cropped hair leads into scales that run the length of her body. Her hands are slightly webbed and clawed, much the same as a crocodile's is. She notices you and turns to face you. I'm going to cover Nezor's eyes. <laughs> I'm 21. Like, I, just... I cover my eyes of my own accord. My apologies, we, we don't mean any harm. Um... Sort of like try not to look. Throughout this, she doesn't turn away. She's not embarrassed about her physicality. She opens her mouth to speak and through reptilian teeth she says, Are you lost? We, um, we were all split up. Um, we're looking for... Can I look yet? There is no need to cover your face in shame, gentle halfling. Oh, of course. Okay, um, that's cool. I, I removed my hands. We're all split up um, and I'm looking for my other... Let's call them companions. Um, I knock my head, but ignore that oh, line. I'm not split up with my friend. Pat <laughs> you on the knee. I don't know how to help you find your friends. If they were lost in the mist, they are likely safe. I, I mean, I can't leave without my friends and... They will not come to harm. Brother Tim is not... A cool person. At that point, she sort of just starts striding out of the water, walks up the bank, doesn't dry off as such, as just picks up a cover. If you are tired from your journey, you may find shelter at my home for this eve. Can we get your name? 
first. I am Sister Septima. So have I heard anything more? Have they, they continued chatting or are they... No, they're just, they're just moving. Rosh is just completely content and, as I said, quite smug. Uh, you enter a clearing. Uh-huh. It's a very, very wide clearing. There are five incredibly large versions of the trees that you've sort of been passing. Um, they're about four times the size, and they're, they're sort of arrayed in a, in a pentagramic shape. So there's one closest to you, then two on either side, and then two further beyond that. But at, behind that, and this is visible now because as you exit out, the mist sort of recedes, you see there is a huge stone structure that looks very, very much ruined and overgrown behind this and sort of like a... Have you ever... Like an amphitheater shell, that sort of thing. It's that kind of construction, but it's clearly fallen away. Mm-hmm. There are there are stones that are sort of mossy and overgrown here, but it looks lived in actually. There are there are small like tents set up, right. made from made from this reptile skin. And as they enter in from this direction, from the north and the south, three others enter in at the same time. Good, good. Brother Ten, uh, with Frosh, walks forward and goes. Brothers and sisters, this is a momentous occasion. Let us celebrate the grand shift. And he looks up to the sky. I'm going to look at the sky. What's, me- what's going on with this sky? Um, <laughs> you're a sailor, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm a navigator. Yeah. It's wrong. No good. Um, <laughs> In what way is it wrong? So you follow a particular constellation, I imagine. A I, use, I use a pair of... I use... A constellation and another star, particularly bright star, near Lanadlos. The first constellation to rise in the night was the one that I always found my way home by. If I was going home that night, the one that rose ab- would rise pretty much above Lanadlos. Yeah. And I would use Brengir as my way to get home. Yeah, so it's a sort of a northern constellation. Yeah. It's um, in the south. <clears throat> sure, and it shouldn't be. No, and no. it's... And it's tilted slightly, like 30 degrees in the wrong angle. Right. And the other stars, like the stars that you would sort of use maybe as an additional, like, oh, well, there's that. You spot and, a constellation yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all in the wrong position. Right. We put the stone in, in Orion back, right? Yes. Good. There is a constellation that is sort of almost in like a an inverted W with like the center of it being quite long. Mm-hmm. It's very prominent in the sky because it is where basically the westmost constellation should be normally. That has shifted as well. And in this place, there is this, this constellation, like an inverted W with, with like a, a, a long neck coming from it. At this, Brother Ten's gestures to it goes, The dragon reveals itself. And the others chant, The dragon reveals itself. Oh, great. Cultists. They should love you. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to say I'm like, Turn me the fuck they really, they really got the, the second prize on this one, didn't they? <laughs> well, I'm technically not a dragon. So. <laughs> but you're sentient in a way that mine ain't. <laughs> Ten then takes Prosh very gently and holds him up and he goes, The dragon reveals itself. And the others do the same. And Prosh is just like... And I, sa- I send to him, I send to him, Reveal yourself.
This road has continued for quite a while, and it is extremely boring. <laughs> you are just travelling south. Well, what do you think is south? No, um, well, this has gotten as entertaining. <laughs> this has gotten as entertaining as it was ever going to be. Hey, Ryan. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't trying to sound that bored. No, I can't blame you. This road. Um, do you want to just walk off it for a bit, see if anything happens? Yeah. Yes and no. I feel like we should probably go together. Even at this point, I'm not confident in the rope's ability to yeah. keep us together. I just don't know what to achieve. I mean, we can't hear anything. We can't see anything. Oh, wait. And I'm going to look up at the sky. Um, it's overcast. Well... You can, see, you can see moons, but it's like through the clouds. Well, that didn't work. Right, off the path. Paul, so fall asleep standing up. I'm going to draw my rapier and slash a path like a brave explorer. Are, are you still strung together? Yes, and yes. also we're close together. Yeah? Like... Right. Shuffling <laughs> in as one motion. <laughs> right, okay. Not quite one, but... So what, it, what are the um, shrubbery sort of like? It's not the thorny it's vines just anymore, like, is it? It's just like brush. Can I pick some and look at it? Yeah. What, what's the... It's brush. Alrighty. It's just close. It's, well, you do that. I'm going to keep fortune path. Hacking yeah. through some trees. I'm going to follow. Keeping close. Sure. Tied together. The mist is swirling around you, as it was before. Ryland, you can see a Bella ahead of you, and then she kind of goes a little bit ahead, and her shape becomes a little bit less defined, and then you get closer. And it's just that, it's just a trudge. It's, it's absolute drudgery. And, and meanwhile, the whole time, you can hear a, a, a Bella just cutting her way through this foliage. And she probably doesn't actually need to at this point. Like, it's pretty much just brush and I'll be trees. honest. At this point, it's for fun more than anything else. Ryland. Yep. Roll me a perception check, please. Five. So, as you're moving forward, um, Abella trots forward going, yeah, 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 with her sword. I do. And then as you move to catch up with her, you can still hear her, but as you move to catch up with her, her rope and your rope no longer attach to each other. Oh, fucking bugger it! Abella! Do I hear anything? Yeah, you hear her yelling, like, maybe 20 foot behind you. What? You're untied. No, I'm not. I look down to my rope. Yeah, the rope's attached. I'm tied. Well, you're tied pulling on the rope? Yep, you pull it up and it ends in a, like, a frayed section. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm going to keep talking. Walk towards me. Both of you are all perception checks for me. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it's more interesting than the path. I don't want to die Bella, here. remember you have Ten. disadvantage. Oh, my. Oh, well, 11. Yep. 10. Okay. You sort of see wherever each, uh, each other are, like you find each other in the mist, and Ryland. You catch this like a split second after Bella does. Bella sort of comes out of the mist and goes like, what? Like with her sword. And then this thing just barrels into her and bites the rapier. I'm gonna fucking let go of that shit! As you let go, this thing just chews it. Looking at you the whole time with its little antenna moving and just eats your rapier. I'm gonna back away very quickly. Its antennae lock in on you and start I'm gonna closer. mage hand. Yep. 
fucking swat that shit. I'm gonna swat the antennae. Like a bitch, I'm just gonna bitch slap the antennae. Okay, Fuck. it moves and then goes back and focuses in against you. And then the antennae flitter above it and then start looking and look towards Ryland. And its attention immediately snaps towards you. And you can see this thing, and this thing is pretty big. It is about the size of a bull. It's sort of a rusty gold orange color and it has a large humped carapace. Uh, and it makes these ponderous steps towards you. Oh, no. Fucking run. I'll follow. I'll figure something out. I'm going to leave you behind. Just run! It's now in front of you, and its antennae are rubbing against your body and are very interested in your armour. It latches onto your arm <laughs> and begins to gnaw on your armour. Ryzen, get the that off. Get it off. Take your armour yeah. off. If you want to try and disengage and run, do that now. Otherwise, I need an initiative roll from people. Everything metal is on me. That doesn't help. Can I try and pry it off with the head of my axe? Like, try and get my axe in its mouth and try and kind of... Yeah, sure, if you want. Yeah, I try to do that. Okay. You put the axe head in its mouth and sort of use it to leverage this thing's jaw off of your armour. However, it clamps down on the axe that has now been offered to it. Uh, But as you remove it from your armour, you recognise the fact that it's teeth marks that's left in your armour are in fact very similar to the markings that you saw around the metal rivets that were removed from the cart. I'm going to get... So it's on my axe. Can I try and pull my axe away from it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do I have to roll for that? Yeah, strength roll. Contested. Uh, 18 plus my strength, which would be 6, so 24. You reef it out of its mouth and spittle comes away with it as well and then it lands on its four legs. Run the fuck away. While we do that, I'm going to take a handful of gold ducats and throw it at it. Sure, roll me a d20. Twelve. Twelve? Twelve ducats go flying out of your hand, remove them from your inventory, and they hit this thing on the back of its carapace, and those antennae immediately flick back, and it just turns, and now it's suddenly drawn to these coins, and it just starts to... Chew on them. Keep running, get to the path. Yep, running, running, running. As you run, you see on either side of you from the mist, these mounds sort of stand up and these little antennae pop up. Back to the road, back to the road, really quickly. There's about four of them. Back to the road even more quickly. Mm -hmm. Quickly, quickly, running, running, running towards Uh, the road. They are giving chase. I'm going to run and get another handful of coins and I throw them out to the right. Yeah, sure, roll me a d20. Seven. Seven coins go flying away. Literally yeah. throwing away money. Literally spendthrift, yeah. You successfully entice one of them to peel away. <gasps> there are still three that are following you. Oh, great. I am not throwing my axe away. God damn it. Don't you have gold too? No. I also... Th- I, I, I grab, like, three ducats and throw them away. <laughs> are you sitting there counting them as you go? I don't know. I try to take a little pinch of money as opposed to a fucking six. handful. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't really considering putting a three. Three. So three coins. Three coins. I'll never doubt your your accounting talents from now on. Damn. Um, So twenty. It's not twenty coins. So three coins go flying out and bounce off the carapace of one. But it continues to follow you, scenting like a bloodhound. Gave me three ducats, you bastard! Nineteen, Ryland! Nineteen is what I just threw away! You can actually see that the road is not too far from where you currently are. You still have three chasing you. 
Yeah. These things are bounding behind you. It's almost like how a rabbit runs. Run towards the road! Yeah, sure. Okay. So, all right, so you skid out onto this road and these other three creatures bound out onto the road with you. Oh, no. All our me- weapons are metal, so I don't know how effective they're going to be against these things. Mm. They're just, they're going to want that. They're going to want our weapons at them. They want to eat them. They damage my precious battle axe. It's relatively minor. Like, it's just nibbled on it, but it's definitely okay. got an indent on okay. it now. Three of them and two of us are in favour of keeping running. Leave a trail of coins! Oh, god damn it! And I'll throw some more tuckets out. No worries. More than three! Yes, that was more than three. I didn't care. Roll a d20, please. If we get it down to one, let's attack it, okay? How, many, how much money do I have? I've got 120, so... Yeah, I'm down to 91, so... Oh, 91 ducats, you're so poor. That's just this mental image of these <laughs> two... two. <laughs> All right, you so two coins... Yeah, no, two coins go flying out of your pocket. Do you I swear more? I meant to throw more than that. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, I um, throw another handful. As you do that, as you throw the two, one of them just leaps in the air and swallows them whole <laughs> and continues to bound forward. <sighs> I throw 11 at them. Yeah, no, 11 does it. And uh, one of them stops and starts feasting on the small pile of coins while the two behind it catch up. All right, I throw more coins. I'm going to assume you've thrown that one. I threw 16 that time. Yeah. So I've thrown 20 in total. So uh, one of them stops and the other one barges into it and they start fighting over these coins. As a result, they no longer give chase. Keep legging it. Yeah. Just fucking legging it. But they stopped it. pursuing you. They're just now fighting. Um, just don't give a fuck. So didn't both of you have a pouch full of shot for your guns? Yeah, I might need that. I don't have a gun. I, I, have, okay. I have shot, but... You could, you but know, no, like you also, buy more shot given our current situation, I think bullets no, no, are going to be more useful than money. Because the thing said they want gold, so that's why I was throwing gold at them, because there was the a note nails. specifically. The, the cart wasn't, wasn't nailed together Yeah, but if gold. they say they specifically want gold, then that's obviously, well, no, according they, to this elf. The guy, the guy, the elf, is an idiot. No, oh, well. Because they ate all of the metal rebar, they ate all of the nails. You know what? <laughs> you just throw Not bullets. all of us have memorised the entire monster manual, so you guys can shut the fuck up yeah. now. Needless to say, you've never seen anything like this before. Nothing like this you've ever heard of, and this is not normal. Abella, on the upside, that brisk run makes you feel a hell of a lot better. Like, the blood pumping and everything, you're no longer poisoned. Oh, good! <laughs> you could have used that money to just buy a doctor, and yeah. you would have had a whole bunch left over. Or a new axe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need to buy a new sword now, because I don't have yeah, one anymore. Yeah, you don't anymore. have a sword. I feel like you have daggers, though. I'll be honest, that was one of the main reasons I didn't want to just fight them. You don't have a sword anymore. Yeah, No, I sense. agree with you. That would suck. <laughs> Fighting without a weapon is really shit. I, I really like the fact that, that you just instinctively let go, like, yeah! So, going back to Charlie and Nezor. You've wound your way through... Um, path that's led to a... Well, look, I won't describe it any other way. It's basically a hobbit hole. Sweet. Um, Cozy. You, it's, I mean, not with the circular door and well-kept garden or what Aww. have you, but it's effectively the same thing. It's, it's a, a it's, whole amount. Um, and as you walk in, this sister Septima casts her cloak to the side and stretches and with a mouthful of teeth turns and goes, Feel free to make yourself comfortable by the fire. And the dry wood that's there bounces for a moment and then combusts. And she goes over to a small table. It's one room with like a bedroll, a small built-in fireplace that has obviously, obviously has a chimney that goes out the top, and a, a workbench on one side. And you can see a 
whole pile of different like tinctures and roots and like prepared pickled jars and all kinds of stuff. It's just covered in it. Charlie, do we trust her? We have no reason not to. But she's she's not with, but she's at least related to the people that have Rosh. Sure. I mean, and have done something to us to separate us from everyone. And at I, least, at least while we're here, getting some more information. I can hear you, you know. Do not whisper, whisper, whisper amongst yourselves in my own. No, she's actually taking it in quite good humour. Yeah. Sort of just looking at you like there are two crazy people in my hovel. This I'm is sort not of really a good idea. I thought she, I thought she'd like walked off to the. No, no the room is not a huge hole in the ground. You said hobbit hole. I imagine. So, so let me paint your word picture. This is a studio apartment in London. Yeah, you walk in. A closet. Ten, ten feet square yeah. max. You, you walk in and she's like, feel, "Feel free to make yourself at home." She goes over to a bench and you're like, "Maybe we should ask her for information." Um, (laughs) She can hear you, but she doesn't mind. This is a common occurrence for her. (laughs) So Septima uh, crosses her arms and looks at you all evenly and then says, In the morning, I will lead you through the forest to the path that will set you on your way. I cannot help you find your friends. I am no longer welcome within the Enclave. We disagree on what the portents claim. What's... what's your interpretation of what's going on? I should not have said anything, but as you ask... Uh, Septima sighs. She has got the air of someone who's just had this argument like a hundred times already that day. And then she says... I am part of an ancient order that tend to these moors. Much as our forefathers did. Our duties are many, and our secrets ancient. We track the passage of the star by the will of the gods for portents of the future, good and ill. A few days ago, as night fell, we discovered the stars themselves had suddenly shifted in the sky. Constellations out of step in the celestial dance. This is a portent of great significance. One of our number believes it to be a revelation. I consider it ill-fated. But not so much as the implications of the grand shift for what is truly worrying. Is the passage of time. By my estimations, 12,000 years have passed in a single night. Thank you for listening to this episode of There Be Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master Matthew, and Abella de Rosier was played by Angela Lita Kay. Charlie Roughhouse was played by Tristan Douse. Nezor Valgoulis, the Bard, and our sound recordist was played by Tom Moore. Scan Felsmar is played by Joshua Walker. And Rylan Westfall is played by Karen Schlink. Guest voiced actress Holly Jones portrays the voice of Sister Septima.
If you'd like to know more about the podcast, check out our website at therebedragonscast.com or you can check us out on Podbean at therebedragons.podbean.com. We also have a Twitter at tbdragonscast where you can tweet at us and talk about the show using the hashtag therebedragons. There Be Dragons is edited and produced by Matthew Buss and sound post-produced by Tom Moore. There Be Dragons' original score and soundtrack is composed and produced by Sean Tanian. You can see more of his work at seantanianmusic.com. There Be Dragons' art is produced by Brianna Manning. You can find more of her work at brepi.com. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>